0: Well, welcome to Central Moments today. What an honor it is for me to be with you this week, uh, the week leading up to Christmas. I thought since it's the week leading up to Christmas, it would be great to focus on one of the well-known prophecies uh, that foretells Jesus' birth, and that's found in Isaiah chapter 9. In fact, let's just read it, picking up at verse 1. It says, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way out of the sea and beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you've shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of the oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning. They will be fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. As we consider this prophecy, I think it's important to think back into the context that it was written. At this time, the the Hebrew people were divided into two kingdoms. There was Israel in the north, and they were marked by just a string of really bad rulers, ungodly rulers, people who turned their back on the Lord. But in Judah, that's where Isaiah lived, there was kind of more of a mixed bag of rulers. There were some who would lead the people to revival and come back to the ways of God. Others would just turn their back and rebel or, or disregard or disobey uh, direct words from the Lord. They were generally seen, uh, the people generally saw the leaders there as somewhat ineffective at leading the people of the nation. And Judah was the smaller nation, and they were surrounded by enemies, so it was very nerve wracking for the people to experience this poor leadership from their kings. And so this prophecy would really resonate with the Judites who were just hungry for strong leadership. Uh, and the language in the prophecy really speaks to that. You, you see words like breaking the yoke of the, oppres- of the oppressors and oppression, enlarging the nation bearing the weight of the government on the leader's shoulders. Of course, we know that Isaiah wasn't describing an uh, earthly king like Hezekiah or Ahaz. Uh, he was instead describing Jesus and God's plan to redeem all people because that was actually what the enlarging of the nation was. And we can see this distinction pretty clearly if we look at those four descriptive names in verse 6. Uh, there are concepts and terms in those in those names that are associated with earthly royalty and earthly kings but they specify traits that can only belong to God Himself. And over the next four days, we're going to do a deeper dive on each of the four of those and probe what they mean to the original audience, but what they mean for us today as part of Jesus' kingdom. But as we wrap up today, I want us to look carefully at the end of verse 7. It says, He, that's Jesus we know, will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Well, what's the time reference for the establishment of that? It was when He was born. It's, this is right next to when it says, "'For unto us a child is born and a son is given.'" So the establishment of that kingdom happened when Jesus came and was born and He lived and He died on the cross and He rose again, and that ushered in the establishment of His kingdom. Now, that doesn't mean that everything's perfect already. We're still looking forward to the second coming, a second advent, if you will, where Jesus will come again and perfect the, every piece of this prophecy. But that kingdom is established now, and we can, we can participate in it right now. Jesus has invited us into it. Well, how is that kingdom accomplished? Well, the last verse uh, says it clearly. It says the zeal of the Lord Almighty accomplished it. It's nothing we did. We didn't have to fight a war or, or go to battle against somebody to establish this kingdom. God himself did it for us. All we have to do is accept the free invitation of citizenship into that kingdom. You know, if you're with us today and you have not ever made that choice, or if you've drifted away from that citizenship, what a better time than right now at Christmas time to come back to that, to accept Jesus for the first time and enter into that kingdom. And if you have entered into that kingdom, I challenge you to take some time to reflect today on what it means to truly be a citizen of the kingdom that Jesus has established. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that Jesus did come and he did fulfill this prophecy. and. Even though we sense the kingdom of God is already here, but not yet all the way here, thank you that we can be part of it, that we can enter into it with you. Lord, thank you for everything that that means. Thank you for that this time of year we can celebrate it. If someone's here and they're wrestling with citizenship in that kingdom, Lord, I just pray that you would speak to them today, that you would put people in their path who can answer their questions and help them along. And Lord, for those of us who have, Lord, help us to celebrate what citizenship in that kingdom means and live in a way that's worthy of that citizenship today and every day moving forward. Lord, we thank you that you help us do that. We pray it in your strong name, amen.